G'day, this is Mark Rafferty, also known as Dr. Darcy Tyler on Neighbours. Alan Fletcher here, aka Dr. Carl Kennedy from Neighbours. It is Kim Valentine here, or Libby Kennedy from Neighbours. It is Jason Cruz here, also known as Nicholas Atkins. And you're listening to the award-winning Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. The best podcast in the entire world. JK, Adam, thanks for taking me down memory lane. You are the best UK Neighbours that anyone could ask for. Welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch Podcast. And I am very privileged to say the award-winning podcast that is sometimes about neighbours. For another year, we get to say it for another year. Adam's already shaking his head. I am not a very good... I'm a, I'm a good loser. I'm not a very gracious winner. I mean, I don't think you're a good loser either. You're just the <laughs> worst winner. Like, you're so bad. Like, so I, I'm trying to not be too smug about this. I'm trying to be... I am genuinely, genuinely thrilled that we won this. I want to say thank you so much to everybody who took the time to vote, everyone who takes the time to listen to this, uh, our Patreons who take the time to, to give us money to have access to this. I'm honestly so, so, so grateful for that. Uh, but I'm yeah, I'm really trying not to be smug about the fact that we can say a lot. I mean, like this. Luckily, the people who listen to it, chances are like us now, and and maybe even voted for us. Cheers if you did. It's fucking brilliant. Um, so that's fine. It's just when you put when you're putting it out there into the ether, into the internet, and things like that, where you come across like a smug cunt, and we yeah, don't I'm need not, it. I, I want to get more people to like us, not lose the people who who think we're all right. You are horrendous, horrendous. You've always been this way in everything you have ever done, and I'm not sure where it's come from. Um, maybe it's, maybe you don't get to win often, so when you do, you you get carried away no, that, with it. Maybe that is exactly it. That is exactly okay. it. I don't get to win often, so when I do, I maybe revel in it a little bit more than I should do. I have been told I I've got a smug face once as well by a girl. Okay, what what was the? Uh, do you want to tell a little story there about that? Why were you were you just like? Giving her the smug face? What was that about? I don't know. I just thought this was my face. But I remember dating this girl a little while back. Uh, she was the one who was in the motorbike gang, if you remember that story from a long Fucking time ago. Hell. So she, <laughs> she was a Steph Scully type. She was nothing like Steph Scully, let's be honest. <laughs> she was more of the, one of the hairy bikers. <laughs> be that as is, mate. They make uh, good shoes. It's fine. <laughs> so, yeah. She went to, to round to her parents' house. She's like, oh, I'm just going to go with my parents' round to get this or whatever. I was like, okay, no problem. He's like, I'll be, you know, we can stay for a brew and you can say hello. <laughs> so is this one of those times like when you went to the club and they left you outside? I'm just going to go in and talk to my parents for a little bit and you sat outside and fucking waiting for no, it. I was, I was invited in and uh, I felt I was being gracious, being polite, being respectful. Like, I took my shoes off. I think that's always a, a big one like some people are but like i'm not bothered if you want to wear shoes in my house it's fine like trapes around it i'm not bothered whatever you want to do but like i feel like it's polite to offer to take your shoes off you probably should have kept your pants on though <laughs> and yeah I, I don't i thought i was being charming i think that's what the problem was and that is that is the fucking key to it all right there no absolutely not i thought right here's a here's here's the here's a potential mother-in-law to charm to turn it up to 11 here we go I can see it now and then we didn't we only lasted a couple of weeks 
And then a couple of weeks later, shock. when, when, yeah, shock. And when uh, we were having, say, our final words, and she went, anyway, you're a bit of a smug cunt, and my mum thought you were as well. You wow. So I was like, okay. Uh, what were you doing? That was so small. No, I just thought I was being me. But, uh, well, there you go. That's what being you is. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm trying to be gracious, and I'm I am really really happy that we won this, and I'm really grateful. I'm glad win. you said fucking we this time. <laughs> Been a I'd lot have, of that this week as well. Yeah. And I'd like to thank Adam. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I'll be on the standing here team while you uh, collect your award. Prick. <laughs> Adam, would you like to say some heartfelt words? Because you're better at this than me. Here's the thing with mine. Mine, I always think, this is going to make me sound like a smug cunt now. Um, <laughs> because I am because I come across quite moody and miserable and moan a lot and say things that are shit, I think when I actually, I'm being honest, it kind of feels a little bit more genuine than your ungracious bollocks. So there we go. <laughs> Because uh, you pander to people, and you you like you are like a politician. You are like a smarmy politician, kissing babies, chatting up mums, all that bullshit to try and get something for yourself at the end of it. I don't do that. If I think Mel shit, I'll say Mel shit. If I think the writing shit on a neighbor's episode, I will say that. And also, um, I didn't think we were going to win this time. Um, I was hopeful, but I didn't think we would. I thought the other podcast would come back stronger this year after we fucking destroyed them last time. Um, <laughs> and I didn't think we'd win. Um, so there you go. I, I was very surprised. I was very pleased. Um, it does mean a lot because we have a lot of fun doing it. Mm -hmm. um, it is good fun. We've, we've put a lot of effort into it this year. We've had a go. We've made little extra videos. We've done the Patreon thing. We've got all the guests on and that. Um, and it's nice. It's nice when people appreciate like the effort or hopefully what I hope most is people see us having fun doing it and think, oh, they're having fun. I'll join in with a bit of that and have a bit of fun too because that's what this is supposed to be. We don't yeah. take it too serious. We don't get carried away. We have a little bit of fun doing this and if people think it's fun, fucking brilliant. That is, that's brilliant, I think. Um, so cheers. People give up a little bit of money if they do the Patreon. People give up a little bit of time to listen to it. This one's probably going to be a long one, so strap yourselves in. Um, so, yeah, thanks. Honestly. Yeah, thank you very much. And we're not not—we're not also not going to rest on our laurels now as well. We are going to continue putting in the hard work and having fun. And we've got lots and lots of things planned for you over the next year or so. Uh, which we think... that again that, that isn't one of those smarmy politician loads of bullshit that he's, t he's telling you there to, so you get you know you vote for us again next year or anything I will confirm because I am you know one of you lot like one of the commoners um, that yeah we've got a lot lined up fingers crossed it all happens because it's going to be fucking brilliant if it does mm -hmm. keeping things crossed uh, I did write a song as well for uh, for the celebration <laughs> But Adam won't let me play it, so... Uh... Right, so here's the thing with this. Is there a, like, I thought it, we were one and done. I thought that was the, the thing with it. <laughs> then you did another one, and I kind of let it go, and it was good, and it was kind of to do with our spin-off, other 
podcast, so fine. And now you've said, oh, I've done another one. And now it's you, you are, you don't understand the phrase quit while you're ahead, I don't think. <laughs> this is might, might have been what happened with that girl and her mum. You like, I reckon you were probably doing pretty well with the girl herself. Then you tried it on with a mum and fucking blew it. I think that might have been what happened. Uh, so, so what I like to do, if you would really, really, really like to hear the song that I wrote about winning the Neighbor Awards and being the best Neighbors podcast for 2024, then let us know in the socials. If there's a big enough outcry, I'll, I'll sit down with my guitar and record it for you all and put it out there for you. Oh, just as a separate little video? Yeah, if there's enough... If there's enough uh, okay. outcry for it, I know there's it's a it's a no in your column, Adam. So but... I don't have to listen to it then. No, you don't have to listen to it. No, go do whatever you want. It's fucking <laughs> fine by me. <laughs> uh, uh, also, want to shout out our new Patreon this week as well, and Nick Carey. Thank you so much for Thanks, supporting us financially. I hope you enjoy the content that we're giving you over the the coming. Weeks and months and years and however long you decide. Months and hey. years? Fuck me. Years. Um, what does he get for his £1 a month Patreon thing? £1 a month, you get, and let's list this. One, early access to the podcast. We, are, we, we try to be the, you know, the, the fifth Neighbours episode of the week. You, know, you get it Monday to Thursday and then you get nothing on a Friday, but instead you get us on a Friday. Yeah. But if you want, you don't want to wait till Friday or you're busy on a Friday. You can get this Thursday night. We record this generally Thursday evening. And then I'll let it do its thing. I go have my tea and then I come back and put it out. So you'll have this Thursday night. So it'll be there. You can listen to it while you're in the bath or at the shower or just laying in bed or whatever you're doing before. Just getting about. Yeah. Don't about, yeah. You don't need to give people the activities and jobs to do. That's up to them. You can do whatever you want while listening to it. It's their own time. It is their own time. Thursday night might be like your big laundry night. And you're like, do you have a laundry night? Do you do something like that? Do you try and have one where it's that? I remember when I was little, um, like this is a Sunday night thing. So my mum had done like a load of the washing or whatever on Sunday. And what she would do is she, me, me, me and my brother would be sat in the living room or whatever. We might have had a bath actually. Um, not in the same bath. It wasn't that kind of family. Um, but then she'd get all the socks from the laundry, from the washing and it would be match up your socks time, which was a great, uh, great way to spend a Sunday evening before heading back to school. It was, a, there was, it was a lot of fun trying to find your the pair of the sock. Um, and you want to purposely mix them up as well. Just, like, it was just here's a big load of socks. Find your socks. We were poor. <laughs> I'm joking. We weren't. We were fine. Um, and we weren't allowed to play on our Nintendo or Sega all the time. Sometimes we had to do match up the socks that does sound like a fun game okay. I'm going to try that one with Seth actually poor kid he's suffered enough that lad <laughs> uh, no for me with having children it's just generally a continuous laundry cycle yeah. there's a lot there's a load that needs going on now but I just I was like fuck it I'll just do it later it doesn't matter like I, the, you, you don't need clean clothes I've got a podcast to do <laughs> I've got plenty of, to be like I've I've probably got, I could go probably three weeks before I run out of clothes, clean clothes to wear, I reckon. Is that just a continuous supply of neighbours' T-shirts and jumpers? Will it be? Uh, potentially. And and if I ever wanted more, I could just go on our Redbubble site and buy some more of our merch. Yeah. Redbubble.com. 
the neighborhood rewatch where you can buy neighbors themed merch, podcast themed merch. Uh, Adam is proudly displaying our podcast logo. I have got my favorite t shirt, the neighbors 535 yep. logo. You can buy uh, these. You can, you can, you can pay money for these. Uh, speaking of the Patreon as well, if you do join our Patreon for just one pound a month, uh, I was listing the reasons why, wasn't I? And then I got sidetracked. Yeah, sorry, yeah, that sorry about that. But reason number two, you can get the video version of this. So when we showed you those t-shirts, then you actually see them. That's pretty good. Uh, and number three is that you get bonus content as well. And number four, I've just added a fourth right now. If you do join the Patreon before the 7th of February, uh, actually, no, let, let's say midnight on 7th of February, uh, we're going to do a podcast recording on the 8th of February. And everybody who's joined the Patreon will put your names in a little hat, probably my cowboy hat. And we'll do a live draw. And one of you will win some merch. Free on us. We'll send it to you. We'll pay for the postage. And this is a worldwide offer as well. It's pretty cool. It's pretty good, that. That is, that is really good. For just £1 a month, and you can get a T-shirt like this. Or like Adam's. Oh, hang on. We never said it was a T-shirt. I, I've, I've not specified what I want to get people yet, but I'm at... I might be feeling generous, so. Did you did, hope you were listening then when he said what I want to get people and if I'm <laughs> feeling generous? It's not just, uh, you know, it's not just a slip of a tongue. It happens a lot, guys, just so you know. I mean. <laughs> well, no, no, because the uh, the money that we do get from Redbubble does rest in my account, so it's I'm technically. It's the Patreon money, so fuck you. <laughs> it's just resting in my account, though. It's just resting there. <laughs> so to be fair, getting... I think we're good. what I want to do you probably won't because you're a horrible scumbag but all the money we get I want to just reinvest into the podcast anyway so all the Patreon money is only going to pay for more giveaways and the Red Bull money is only going to pay for more things that we do on here anyway so it's a win-win really if they like join Patreon or if they do buy our merch it's only going to make us do more stuff for the podcast so Fucking win. Everybody, everybody wins. Yeah. Legal disclaimer, one person can win. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. Only one person can win. Um, but we are going to do that. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Bit of a giveaway. That'll be cool. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that. I'm very much looking forward to talking about the week on Neighbours. Is that all the admin done? That's all the admin done. So okay. I'm gonna look- Here we go. Here we go. So to start off this exciting week of Neighbours, this massive, monumental week on Neighbours, I want to talk about Mel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, Adam, I thought you'd froze there. No, uh, no, we can do that. We can do that now. Uh, I cannot remember um, what Mel's been up to this week because it does feel like there was two halves to this week of Neighbours. Obviously, we're going to do the first half first. Um, so. Can't actually remember what happened at the start of this week, so I'm hoping you've got some good notes this week. Well, if you remember from last week, Mel decided to. Post- last week, I just told you I can't remember this week. Fucking <laughs> hell! So uh, Mel is blagging Therese, saying that her date with Santa went really, really well. When we know the truth, we saw how awkward that kiss was. We saw that he wanted a cup of tea and not a long island iced tea. But she's she's making out to Therese like she's moving on. And everything's great and yeah. fuck off to raise, basically. Uh, but so she gives it the big one to Therese. Um, 
but feels bad about that. Tries to tell Carl the actual truth because Carl's like, oh, he's going with Lysanto. This is brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. She tries to tell him the truth, but he gets distracted by something or the other. Uh, you see Mel later on. She's waiting for a date. Oh, she says she's waiting for a date with Santa, but she's not. She's just hanging around in the park, pretending to go on a date. I really um, like that. Yeah, that is... was really good. Yeah, no, that was, again, just really sad behavior that she had yeah. to go do that. She had to get dressed up, pretend she was going, wear a really nice dress, look really nice, and then just sit on a park bench. And while she was doing that, looking at pictures of her and Toadie on a phone. Well, that was really good because that wasn't over the top. It wasn't silly. It wasn't ridiculous. It wasn't anything stupid or overwritten or what can we do with Mel now? It just it was real stuff about someone who wants to doesn't really want to move on, kind of does, wants to make it look like she is even though she's not. Um, the date didn't go well. She told people it did. She's got a keep up this charade or charade, I don't know. Um and it that's real. That's that's not a nice thing. And you can kind not that I've I, I've done that, but you can kind of imagine that being what that might feel like for someone and it was horrible. And she played it really well. And it was it's things like that which I think they should do more of. I think I said that before. Because then it's it's, it's not over-the-top silliness, then. You don't have to, like, force us to like this person or care about them if you just do, like, normal things that are a bit shit. All, all very good points. Thank you. Can I, <laughs> can I shock you here, Adam? Can I Go shock on. you with something? I've never pretended... I don't think I've ever had to pretend to go on a date. Well, we've heard quite a, quite a few of your actual dates, and it sounds like you're making them up, but you're fucking not. So there you go. <laughs> I don't think this is... You would think this is the kind of thing that has happened to me. Like Mel having to pretend... You know, making something up, pretending to go on a date just to, to bond with parents. You would think that would happen to me, but I don't think it has. It's not that I can remember anyway. No, I don't think it would do, because you go on... Like, you do ridiculous things anyway. Like... You've been on dates with people and ridiculous things have happened or they've got, like, a lot of things wrong with them. So I don't think there's any problem. Like, I think you're, like, uh, <laughs> I, I haven't. I don't think, I've not done ever had to pretend to go on a date. Um, I might start doing that soon, but. <laughs> <laughs> what, on, a, on a Thursday. Sorry, mate. Yeah, on Thursday. It's either that or sit home and match my socks, so. <laughs> But so she's looking at the photos and she decides to delete all the photos of her and Tony, which she probably should have done a long time ago. But I'm glad that she's getting to do that now. It's not easy uh, to do, though, is it? Get move on and get, delete the photos. It's not easy at all. It is when your ex has the uh, access to the iCloud and <laughs> then changes the password so you can't access anything. Oh, shit. Then you've got no choice then. See, that's the thing now, though, as well, that's a bit of a like before the digital age and all that, you could throw pictures away that you would have mm -hmm. had developed and gone and got printed out or whatever. Or maybe burnt them if you were so inclined. Or cut now, them out. Cut them out, yeah, done that, yeah. Um, but now you are surrounded by it all the time. If you go on social media, you have you can like unfollow people and defriend them or whatever it's called though. Um 
but they're all still out there. Yeah, once so, it's on the internet, it's out there forever. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, sorry. We might have to... Uh, <laughs> Should we pause the podcast right here while you go yeah, deal with some things? To sort some shit out. <laughs> no, but that's crap, isn't it? Imagine, like, you, can't, you can never really get... Like, you can get over in your mind, and if you don't care anymore, you don't care. But it's always out there. And if you ever get that urge on, I don't know, a cold and lonely New Year's Year's Eve, and you think, oh, I wonder what they're up to, you can always go on their profile. And just do a good old doom scroll. Or a revenge wank. I don't know which one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dear. Have I wished you a happy new year, Adam? Happy new year to you as well. <laughs> Congratulations on winning their best podcast, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. I can't take go. all the credit, though. No, much deserved. Well done. No, just, yeah, just most of it. <laughs> so she deletes her photos and then she's like, fuck this, right? I've, I've killed enough time. I'm off. But bumps into Tony and Therese. Of course she does. This is all like stop going to the same place as yeah, these two knobheads. They're both yeah. just what stop going to the coffee shop. I know you don't want to be, you know, kicked out of your own coffee shop. Stop going in there. They're always in there. Stop yeah. doing it. Just like if you're gonna go like if you're gonna go on a fake date, take yeah. yourself out for a nice little fake date. Like yeah, treat yourself, yeah. Yeah, treat yourself, have a little me party and just go some like go to a new part of town that you've not been to before. Like there is other coffee shops around, there's other shopping centres. Yeah. There's other nice places to go. Garden centers are great. No one looks at you weird if you're sat alone in a garden center. They're like, oh, it's just. What? What Why are you sitting sitting alone in fucking garden centers? I'm not sitting alone in garden centers, but if you You did want to. Like, no one one looks at you if you sit on your own in a garden center. Like, that's the thing that you do. I mean, yeah, I'm not telling people what to do again, but. Yeah. It was just an example off the top of my head. just treat yourself. Do, do whatever you want to do. Yeah, go to the garden centre. Sit go down. Watch your film. So, like, I don't understand. Like, so she she went on the date, fake date. So, like, this I've only just thought of this now when you said this. So she could have gone anywhere on this date. She's chose middle of the day, the place where the whole street goes for a fake date, which is a bit weird. Why didn't she choose an evening, and then maybe go to a bar, maybe even a singles bar? And maybe just meet somebody new. Yeah. Is she too down? Is that was that the thing there? Is she too down to do that? I don't know. I don't think she was feeling particularly down about the Santo thing. I think she yeah. was like she tried it, it didn't work, you know. Yeah. You live and you learn and you move on. I don't think she was feeling that down about it. Um but yeah, she bumps into Tony and Therese. She's like, oh fuck's sake. Uh so fucking legs it. Later on. Therese is listening on Santo and Vera punts date. Santo is back on the apps. He is he's straight away thrown himself back in there. Like, well, this one didn't the uh this one with Mel didn't work. What I'm gonna do is up the age another 25 years. Well, yeah, I mean, I I don't know Vera Punt. I don't know who she is. People on on online know her and she, she, you can tell she's good value. Yeah, she's, she's like she's value. she's very good value um, as like this crazy old lady character who kind of says whatever she wants, uh, which is good fun. And a lot of people were saying, "Oh, it'd be good if she's in it a bit more." I agree. I actually agree. I didn't think mm-hmm. I would. I thought I'd go. Oh, I can't be. 
But no, I think I think it does need a bit of a character like that, a bit of comedy um, going on, which is great. Um, but I don't, yeah, Santo, I don't know if he would have gone there straight away. I don't know. Fair enough. I, he's, he's, he's to each their own. Um, and their date does go well. This is the exact opposite of the lack of chemistry oh. that Mel and Santo had. Oh, yeah, it's like a fucking alchemist laboratory. <laughs> Chemists, you were going... Yeah, Chemist, I, get yeah there we go. I get what you're doing there. I get it, I get it. <laughs> it was fucking going off the chemistry. There was explosions everywhere. They were having a grand old time, them two. And Therese could hear and see all of this going on. And Therese does a little bit digging afterwards. And she's like, is you dent in that Santo? And Vera's like, yeah, I'm going to fucking... It's going well. Was it perfection on a stick, she called him? Yeah, it was a good line. Yeah, that was good. She's like, yeah, I'm fucking well in with this guy. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, I've just given myself a flashback then when I said well in. I've not used that phrase for a long, long time. I remember once being in a nightclub, right? (laughs) I I was uh, with my girlfriend at the time. She's She's (laughs) She's not. She's not. Just, just, just to me. Yeah. Uh, and we were in some nightclub. We were having a little dance, having a little kiss and a cuddle, and, a, and then a boogie again. Odd combination, really, because you have to kind of like do a dance and then slow down, kiss, do a dance, slow down, kiss, and then as, as this, I don't want to know the fucking play by play of what you're doing. <laughs> and then as I'm kissing my girlfriend. Someone taps me on the shoulder. I'm like, oh, it must be like, we'd come with other friends and stuff, like a larger friend group. And I was like, okay, what's going on? Turn around. And this guy just went, you're fucking well in there, mate. And then like high five me and walked off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't, I don't think that's a thing anymore. Like in a, in like a club, I can, I don't, I don't know if it is the one I'm thinking of, but I'm sure it's very similar to that one. If it's not that one, um, that's what it was very much like. And I don't think the world's like that anymore. Like that yeah. kind of, I'm guessing like early 2000s sort of time or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, early 2000s, yeah. Yeah, good times. Bit of Jar Rule came on maybe. Not a fan <laughs> of Jar Rule at all. But that was one of the one of the songs at the time. And it was, everybody was up there. And I can, Im- I can see the guy who did it. I can see him who said you're well in there, mate. Because for a second, you were mates. You were, he knew and you knew and you shared a little moment there. Um, and I don't think you get that anymore, which is a shame. No, but we almost got that with Vera and Therese. Because <laughs> she's so like, yeah. I'm, Vera I'm is like, I, I, I had one sort of proviso and it was that he can't date anyone else because I don't want to date anyone else if we're dating each other. And she says, yeah, I'm not dating anyone else. He's told me he's not dating anyone else. So Therese comes to the conclusion that Santo's a piece of shit and he's he's running around on Mel, which was not the way I thought this was going to go. I thought she was just going to go, well, Mel's clearly going on fake dates then because he's not going out with her anymore. I thought it was just going to be as simple as that, but it no, wasn't. Yeah. And I was pleasantly surprised. It only lasted another like four minutes. Um, but... It was it was something else. She thought Santo was doing the dirty on our Mel. Mm-hmm. So she goes to Jane with this dilemma. Why? 
don't know, just to get Jane in a scene, I think, really. I think so, yeah. Uh, and confides, and Jane's like, well, if you come into me with this, you already kind of know the answer. Uh, so she goes to Tony, and his reaction is really wrong here. Even on, if he was... So she goes, oh, you know, Santo is uh, like stepping out on Mel and cheating on her. And Tony goes, who would cheat on Mel? Oh, this God. is horrible. Yeah, yeah. And Teresa's like, like, even if you think that, keep it in your fucking head, dickhead. It's a proper clanger of a line, a though, I thought. Like, it was like, it was badly done, I thought, that bit. Like, they yeah. just made, it, what can we make him say that'll, that'll make her pull that face and... I didn't like that. It was just... Yeah. Uh, I don't understand why Therese is putting up with this. That's all like... He says these things every week and he lies yeah. to her most weeks. And they're, again, newlyweds. I, I, just don't, I just don't think Therese would put up... She wouldn't put up that shit from Paul. I don't think she, sh- she should be putting up with any of Toby's shit, though, because he's just yeah. a child, isn't he? Yeah. And Therese does some... To raise us something later on, which we'll talk about, where her reaction is kind of all is the wrong reaction as well, and it's yeah, they're, they're so not meant for each other. These two, uh, I think. Do you think? Do you think this will be the year where they split up? Do you think? The year? Think it's only up? fucking February. I'm not doing <laughs> another eleven months of this shit. <laughs> I don't know. It's a gut instinct right now. What do you think about Tony and Therese? Are you going to make it or not? No. No. They never would because it never seemed right in the first place. They're dragging it out because they feel like they have to, and they, they, they might be doing other things, other storylines that'll make it go wrong. But they can't keep them together because it, they're an awful pairing, awful. Yeah. So, Tony sees Santo flirting with Mel the next morning again, and they're just you know they're just being pally at this point, but. Toadie's reaction is even wronger here. Wronger? Even wronger, yeah. Even wronger than before. He goes... Because he just tries to fucking nut him. He steps in like, are you talking to my bird? Yeah, yeah. And he tries to fight him. It all gets out of hand and then Mel admits the truth of what's going on. Yeah. Made it all up. Um... She doesn't say why. Well, no, she does. She kind of says, like, um, you all wanted me to, you know, people were happy about me moving on, so I felt like I'd I'd just make everyone happy and pretend. That's kind of what she says. And that was a bit, like, again, not hating on Mel. That was, that was like, oh, yeah, okay. I think I nothing ridiculous happens in the future with Mel um, that, in, that involves just crazy storylines just to make us try and think that she's going through more shit and like her even more because I actually quite like her again at the moment. I hope nothing absolutely stupid happens that would make no sense just to, to make us feel that way. Yeah, I hope that too. Uh, but something from the tone of your voice tells me my hopes are going to be dashed. Always the tone, yeah. Yeah, so I think the reactions here they they te- they say more about Tony and Therese than Mel. There's, I think they're like they're so kind of blinded by just Mel being there, they can't think fucking rationally whenever she's around, and they just have these horrible reactions to her being there. Like I think those two are the ones that need. If anybody needs to go, it's them two. Yeah. At this point, they'd be like, Do you know what? Fucking Paul's still here. Mel's still here. Shall shall we fuck off for a change? 
we haven't seen our kids for about three weeks now, so I don't know what yeah. what they're fucking doing. So <laughs> let's go. Uh, someone who isn't having trouble with their dating life at the moment is Chelsea, newcomer to the street. Chelsea, uh, they got she's been getting on very well with Paul. Paul has showed quite a lot of respect to her for what she did with the perfume and everything. And she's got a bit of get up, get up and go, aren't she? She's exactly. trying to put herself out there. Yeah, she is. On, Paul is respecting that hustle. Uh, on paper, she is absolutely the kind of woman that Paul would go for. Agreed. Absolutely. What do you uh, mean, just on, just on paper? What do you mean? Because I think it's a little bit, well, it, it will become more complex now. But I think on paper, you know, someone with some get up and go with, you know, not afraid to kind of butt heads with him. She looks fantastic. She talked a good game. She's not backwards in coming forwards. Yes. Yeah. And she's also very smart as well because she's seen that A, Paul's really busy all the time and constantly getting fucking his head packed by all the shit going on in the hotel. She sees he's loaded as fuck. And he also sees, she also sees that Therese is still there and he looks at her like in a, in a longing kind of way. And she clocks that. And she's like, right, okay, I could go about this two ways. I could make an enemy of this woman. Or do you want to keep your enemy a little bit closer? Yeah, that's why I do this podcast. <laughs> uh, so Sadie Rodwell is part of this. She mentions, she's looking after uh, Abigail at Paul's. And she mentions in front of Paul to Chelsea that she's not been paid. And she's like, what do you mean? We told you it's said 30 days. And she's like, no, no, you did say cash in the day. Bullshit, mate. Absolute bullshit. And Paul's like, I don't fucking care about these petty disputes, whatever. I'm not that interested. I'm fucking busy hotel man. Uh, Chelsea's not fucking happy about this. Once Paul walks out, she turns around. Yeah, the mask slips a bit, doesn't yeah. it? It was good. I like the mask slipping. Yeah, it was very good. It's like, why would you say that, bitch? Yeah, why the fuck would you say that to me? Uh, we get, and then, but then we get a little bit of human side later on because we get a glimpse into why Kara is so protective of her as well. Kara's like, listen, it was really hard for me in school to come out. Uh, there was a lot of teasing, a lot of bullying. And Chelsea was there for me every step of the way and helped me through a really, really tough time. So she's always had my back. I'm always going to have hers. Um, which was, it's great. You just like this Chelsea character. She's been on what, a short week, week and a bit. We've had loads. We know loads about this woman already. And we've already got a good idea of who this woman is. Do it's, you like what you see? What are you thinking of Chelsea? I think. She's a very good character. I think she's someone who stirs up trouble. Yeah. Is probably isn't as mean, you know, but there's there's isn't as mean spirited as sometimes you would think. There's there is a, a soft, soft, sensitive core there as well. She's a fucking bitch, mate. <laughs> what are you on about? She we know a lot about her. She's a fucking bitch. I think she's brilliant. I am a big fan because you need a character like that who's a fucking bitch. You're ever, you need one. She's great. 
because she, she she's horrible. She's sneaky and like underhanded and out for herself. It comes out like Remy knows. I like Remy more this week than ever before. Oh, I did. I disliked Remy she's a lot. She's fucking quality this week, Remy. No, I think she needlessly snipes at her all week. Not needless at all. She's already dropped the kid in it with Sadie. I know you said it's good for him to maybe get shot down. It was horrible. Didn't need to happen. She's scamming away into the house. She's got Kara to pay. Kara pays Sadie the $300. What? She's let her stay. She's coming in. She comes in and goes, oh, you two have just settled, but I want a little bit more because Remy calls her out for being a gold digging bitch. Go on, Remy. Yes. Really no. good. And then they were sat there, they were having a bit of a joke. She was funny this week, Remy, and she didn't take no shit. And then when she got kicked out, so Kara kicks her out, uh, her own idea, and Remy's like, oh, <laughs> yes. Because she didn't say anything. She, hadn't, she, she didn't say, you've got to kick her out. Oh, and then... You think Chelsea's okay? She's got a heart of gold. She was like, not a heart. Yeah, oh, not a heart I've been got but she's the manipulator and she's fucking lost. So then what she does is she's obviously trying to get back in with Paul and she's checked herself into room 505, the shagging suite. <laughs> no, I really didn't like Remy this week because wow, Kara's Cara, like, listen, can you just stop like fucking sniping at her? And, and she does. Nah, she doesn't know. She, she does like a minute. She does for like one scene and a like, minute. Yeah, That's at like... least two weeks in Neighbours Land. <laughs> and no, she's no. I really didn't like Remy this week. And she fucking blows up about the the money thing as well. She's like, right, you give so, money three hundred quid out of the joint account. You've given money, and she's like, "Oh, you're gonna lie again, or leave it another nineteen years." I'm like, "Oh, there's no need to break start." Oh, because of the spurning no the cup. She hasn't forgot. She hasn't forgot about that sperm in a cup. brilliant. Yeah, the, no, there was no need to start bringing that. That's, oh, come on. Like, you've never kept one in the back pocket for another <laughs> argument. Come on. No, I like to try and rise above that kind of Bollocks. stuff. Bollocks. You, you, you cannot rise above. <laughs> no, not a fan of Remy at all this week. I thought she was quite childish. I'm like... She's she's made her point clear a thousand fucking times. She doesn't need to keep on droning on about it. Maybe I'm a bit more sensitive to the matter because of, uh, you know, difficult family relations with ex-wives, etc., and having to deal with all that kind of politics. Maybe, Maybe I'm a little bit more sensitive to it than than you are. I just appreciate good shit. That was good shit. <laughs> and like I said, I I've taken a bit of time to warm to Remy and the Varga Murphys in general. I wasn't overly convinced when they came. Kind of got into it a bit with the with the um, Rodwell stuff. Fine. But I was still like, man, I'm all right with it. I quite like them now. I think they're very necessary for this programme. Yeah, I like really, them. No, they are a good, fa- they, they are a good family. But, but yeah, then have you noticed the kids have been kind of... Yeah. They've got nothing to do for those kids, have they? Nope. No storylines for them at well, all. Well, I think that in general, like, the kids in the show, obviously Nell had the, has got all, has had one storyline. It's I Miss Mel. I haven't seen her little brother anywhere. Couldn't even tell you what it's called. 
Yeah. Um, Abigail and Isla are too little, so fair. But then Dex has done... Dex hasn't had a storyline. Dex has done nothing apart Literally from... Literally no storyline. And now that the JJ... JJ seems to be a little bit on the back burner at the moment. I get why, because you can't be front and centre all the time. And I think he did some good stuff. But I don't think at the moment either there's not enough kids or the kids that are there just haven't got any... They're not writing for the kids at the moment. And they don't have to be front and centre, but you shouldn't be just forgetting that they exist completely. Yeah. That's wrong. (laughs) Yeah, don't forget about your kids. They do exist. I believe the children are the future. (laughs) Uh, So, Chelsea, she figures... She figures it out. She's like, shit, I can't get Paul's attention here. He's too fucking busy. So what am I going to do? I'm going to get room 505, yeah. the shagging room. And she calls what's known in the business as a code five. Code five. Uh, it was nice to see Sammy working. She, we were saying the other week, does she yeah. still work there? What the fuck's going on? Yeah, it was nice to see her. Yeah, it was nice to see that she's still working. I thought they'd forgot about that fact. It was nice to see Sammy there, and she's like, "Yeah, it's fucking code five. Yeah. And Paul's like, "Right, fuck's sake, I'll deal with this." And opens the door. It's Chelsea. And he's like, "Oh, what do you need?" And she's like, "Dick, please." And then, yeah, I'm. Uh, we wake up the next morning, and they're all the next morning. I don't know that the, the lighting was kind of off. I don't know. I mean, I think they just... And it was upside sh- down as well. It was an odd camera shot. I think they've just been shagging and fell asleep. That can happen at any time. Yeah. I didn't see any chips or bruise around, so I'm not... Yeah, so it was just like normal people shagging, <laughs> not you. <laughs> and while she's in bed with Paul, she turns his phone off while because he, he's like, she's like, oh, I want this to last forever. We'll get to that. We'll, we'll get, get to that. that. We'll put just... that half of the week off for as long as possible, like I did with this week's episodes. I watched Mondays on Monday. I watched Tuesdays on Tuesday. And then I watched Wednesday and Thursdays just before I came on here to do this. Um, so it's I was putting it off. Are we putting it off any longer? Have you got any more shit to talk about? Or do you want to talk about part two of fucking Neighbours Week? Uh, one last thing. What I do want to talk about with that was just how great Wendy Rodwell was this week when she asked Sandy to rest Chelsea. Oh. We uh, we criminally missed another good Wendy Rodwell line last week as well. But uh, yeah, just brilliant. She's like, go get your uniform. Arrest her. It was so good how she said it. Yeah. Go and get your uniform. Go get it. <laughs> like deadly serious. Like as ridiculous that is. Go and get, go and get it. Go get the uniform. You know and that. And Andy plays it brilliantly as well because she's, God knows how many times she said this to him over any sort of minor dispute. I, yeah. Like someone cuts him, cuts her off in traffic. Go and get it. Go and get the uniform. Go, go get the uniform. Calls 999. I want to speak to Andy. Get your uniform. Get your uniform on. <laughs> Someone's left the bins out too long. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm pointing it off as much as we can, but we are going to have to talk about the second half of this week. So uh, I thought this was weird because when we, I think we even might have said it on the podcast, we said, oh, do we? Do you think it'll just be rock up on Monday at the Airbnb and it all yeah. kicked off? And we were both in agreement that, yeah, it was pretty much going to be a week 
obviously the other characters would be doing their bits back on Ramsey Street, but we would be there on Monday, Airbnb, doing the holiday and things would happen and whatnot and so forth. Didn't really they didn't really play it like that. And No. I don't think they got their money's worth out of that Airbnb, if I'm honest. Well, I'm I'm not sure whether we made the joke about with Guy Pierce where they probably only had him for an hour and that was it. I'm worried that they only had this Airbnb for an hour. And they were like, <laughs> fucking hell, right? Come on, we've got to do all this mad shit. But we have only booked it for an hour. It's like 40 quid. Um, that's what it felt like to me. Like, they lit... I'll slow it down. But I thought that... I thought we were going to get a full week of story and things going on. And I I don't know how you feel about that. I thought it felt rushed. I thought it was like... Sh- Rushed and squashed into two episodes when really yeah. they could have done that at least could have spaced three, that out. Yeah. possibly four easily. Yeah. yeah, it could have been. It could have been one more pace because they literally get there and shit goes down straight away. So if yeah. not even finish their first drink and shit's going down. Well, I want to talk about before they went first of all. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, Sasha shows up again. I what thought it was a boring in- bastard. I don't, I, what, like, Nicolette apparently likes him, even though she doesn't like guys. Of all the guys you would go for if you didn't like guys, I don't think this guy would be the guy. I yeah. just don't. No, even, absolutely not. And even, like, with her character and how she, the other incarnation of her was, and then now, it don't, it, no. I'm yeah, not having it, it at all. At no point has it rang true, I don't think. No, it's been people are thinking off about uh, um, it being a guy. Yeah. I can understand it. Yeah. I'm not as dead set against it as other people. I think if it was a guy with a bit more something about him, I could understand it a little bit more, though. Like, yeah. I don't... Yeah, this guy's yeah, guy got... Again, how this guy has led some sort of commune, I've no idea. No, and I didn't like. I think as I said last time, or oh, maybe he's like one of those cool guys who's quite placid, but he gets. Pe- he's got no. He's not even got like cool guy charisma, has he? Like I'm a pretty chilled out guy. Yeah, not even like loner charisma. Like, no. oh, just, like fishing on my own and being no. on my own and being brooding. See, he's, he's probably got come out and thought he was being a bit charming when, in actual fact, he's just a smug cunt. <laughs> I don't know though. Maybe mum's like him. I- <sighs> No, no, he's not even smug. He's so fucking needy. This is the thing yeah. that I got from that. He's just like... I'll give you that. Nicolette is just like, listen, I was doing this to fucking trap you. Stop reading things into it. And he's like, but I just need you to admit you felt a little something. You fancied me a little bit, didn't you? Just a little bit, even though you don't really like guys or not at all. But, you know, if you was going to go, it'd be me, right? I'd be the one. To, and it's just like this really horrible kind of macho need to feel like yeah i could i could turn her if i wanted to like it's oh. but then she kind of says yeah and yeah I this is think I, I really i really did not like this bit at all they didn't need to do that they could have just kind of left it where you kind of think oh maybe maybe there is a bit of something there but she doesn't say it but then she does and you just think then it kills it even more for me it was yeah, like it no you would not say that no it was bad yeah, I uh, 
because she's so staunch going, no, stop reading into it. Yeah. Stop reading into it. And then she j- changes the tune in the last minute for, and she's like, oh yeah, I've just been denying it the whole time. There was a little spark there. But then she doesn't even say it to just shut him up. She might have gone, okay, yeah. But then you find out and you know, no, really, she's just said that to fucking get it over and done with. Yeah. No, that's like what they've done. They've kind yeah, of. Said- I thought I thought she'd said it just to get, just to say, let's just fucking get him off her back. Yeah. Say, yeah, yeah, I did fancy you a little bit. Are we, are we done now? Thanks. Brilliant. Like just to fucking spoot, speed this process along. Yeah, it was weird that they tagged that little bit on the end. Um, they, we'll get to it as well. It, it, yeah. it was weird how they, they, they finished that little thing yeah. as well. Uh, so they're all happy. They're all on the way to the Airbnb. They're all looking forward to this trip. They're all very excited. Uh, and they get there. They have nice. Whoa, 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 they have not got there yet in my head. No, I know because they're doing all the nice goodbyes with Jane. The aren't nice they? goodbye stuff was good. Yeah, you, so, you were right about the Paul and David scene as well. You get them. You get. I thought they were done. What what Paul and David scene? Because I I said last week I think that's it. I don't think you're going to get oh. scene with those two, but you do because uh, Remy sticks a nose in. And yeah. he's like, listen, just so you know, Chelsea's a proper fucking gold digger. So, you know, just warn your dad. Yeah. David is the one who goes to Paul and goes, just so you know, she's after your money. And he's just like, well, fucking obviously. But thanks anyway. I appreciate it. And then David's just like, oh, well, maybe we could, uh, you know, when I get back from this nice trip, we can all have a nice family meal. How would you feel about that? No, Paul so, invites him to the family meal. Oh, is it the other way around? Yeah. But okay. what the best bit about that conversation is that David calls him dad. Ah, That's the bit that you that you get. And, and when he says it, Paul goes, you can see him go, he's calling me dad. He never calls him dad. He calls him Paul. Yeah. So he calls him dad and then he, he, he finds Isla's glove or sock or whatever, or toy or whatever it is on the floor, takes it in. And then he says, because he's spotted, he's called me dad. There's a little, the door is ajar. Mm-hmm. He maybe he's coming round a bit because he's already helped him out. He's helped him out with Chelsea and he came round and said, look, don't be a prick with Leo. So he's come back to see him. And then, so that's when he says, look, when you get back, what do you think to some sort of family meal? Even Krista can come. And he's like, okay, we'll see when I get back. And yeah. then there's the big goodbye getting in the cars to go and everything. It's he's, he's the same goodbye to Isla and Abigail, and they do, and there's an eyelash, and she oh, makes a wish. They make a wish. Fucking great stuff. It is great stuff. I do want to preface all this, by the way. It's just imagine we're saying, imagine, and what comes next is all great, but imagine what we're going to talk about next, and we didn't know what was going to happen. Just think about that for a second. Just so, think about, we didn't know what was going to happen when all this stuff goes down. So here's... The thing with the spoilers, so we've moaned about this a little bit because mm-hmm. we all know what's going to go down. Um, and I've, I've seen online today, we're recording this on Thursday when the last episode of the week's gone out, um, and a couple of people over in Australia have said, have then obviously watched it before us. They are ahead in Australia. I don't know if you know this about Australia. It's a whole other like time zone. Um, it's in the future, I think. Yeah. So they watched it and then posted about it, which they are allowed to do. I have got 
absolutely zero problem with people doing that. If it is on the day of the episode, you've you've watched the episode and done that and then posted yeah, think, about it. No, yeah, no, I think no, that's no about ritual. I think you perfectly fine to do that. Do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you watch an episode, then you go online and see what other people do. You can do that. That's chat. perfectly fine. The yeah. problem that I have with the spoilers um, is the people who are either involved in the making of the program or in the media and the reporting of the program posting everything that happens before the episodes have gone out anywhere for regular people like us. It is bollocks. It is not fair. It kills, and we'll get to it, I'm sure, but I'm having a little moan now. It fucking kills storylines, drama, and enjoyment of the fucking show. Stop doing it to be smug cunts who think they know before everyone else. It is shit. Stop nope. doing it. If you yeah. know a secret or you you be a little bit smug in your little basement, fine, and do that, but don't put it out there because it fucks up everybody else's day. And um, you say don't go on the internet. I didn't go on the internet this morning before I watched the episode because I didn't want the ultimate spoilers of this is exactly what happened. But I have been on the internet in the past three weeks and it's been there for the last three weeks. This yeah. happens, and this is pretty much how it happens. You're all dicks. There's no need for it. Yeah. I'm having them all. No, yeah, no. From one smug cunt to others. Yeah. Don't be smug about it. If you know, you know. If you know. I don't know. Like, again, if, if spoilers is your thing, that's fine. If spoilers is your thing, but... Like I can't if I go to if I have to post something for our socials for the podcast I have to go on the gap and something will come up before I've even fucking posted it and that's it's too late that I've already fucking seen it I do what what they call it post and ghost I pretty much do that I post something and get the fuck off there again yeah like I'm not asked about scrolling down I'm not bothered about that kind of stuff no I mean I do like if you don't want to know things that happen. I don't know, in sporting events, because you're going to watch it when you get home and things like that. I won't go on the internet that day because, or for the couple of hours, because I know. But if you're so intent on spoiling things weeks before they actually happen, like that, like we, we all go on the internet. Come on. Yeah. Just that. A, I, I, I'll leave that now, but there is, I'm going to say something else in a minute in a few minutes that doesn't like, again, pretty much what you've said there about if you didn't know what was going to happen, essentially it would have been, at l like I'm not saying it wasn't good, but it would have been another 10 times better if you hadn't. If yeah, you didn't have yeah, it would have been so much more, so much more. And it was great, but yeah, just imagine how this could have been if you didn't know. You walked into the this week not knowing what was going to happen. So last little thing before we get to the Airbnb. Um, so he's the saying goodbye to the kids. It's really good. And then, so Paul's watching all this, which is really good. Mm -hmm. And Davis, like he waves, he waves the kids, made the wish, whatever they are, they get in the cars and that. I thought I wanted a look over from, I wanted a look from David. I wanted just one look. Didn't have to be a big deal at all because Paul's watching him and he gives it a little bit of a smile. I mm -hmm. wanted David. I just wanted a 
Yeah, that nod. That cowboy meme nod when he just looks back and goes, See you when I get back. We're not we're not back, we're not okay, but we might be. Yeah. That, I wanted that nod. That was that was missing for me. Um, because I love a, a little nod like that. Um that was uh, I wanted the nod. I even went back because he he's watching his kids. And I, I I thought, did he look at his kids or was he looking at Paul? And it's the kids. I went back and I never go back. Rewatching's terrible. Don't do it. Um, <laughs> I've watched it and he, he looks at the kids. And I like that he looks at the kids. That's fine. Brilliant. Little nod. So I was missing for me. <laughs> so they go to the Airbnb. So they get to the Airbnb. They arrive. And Veronica is already waiting. She's on like the upstairs bit, the little balcony bit. I don't know how she's going there. How did you get in? I mean, she could have climbed up to that bit, but... True. She could have. There might have been a ladder or something, but at no point is she proclaimed that... Like, at no point is she showing any sort of like, climbing skills, really. So it's a bit improbable that she's just kind of up there. Uh, she's found this, by the way, because she's seen Sasha and Nicolette having a coffee and a hug, and she finds the Airbnb printout, and she's like, oh, I've got the exact address now. A bit lame. I know what I'm going to do. She's already there waiting. Uh, they're having little welcome drinks. Krista reveals she, she's like, no drinks for me. Oh, I better tell you, I'm pregnant. And yeah. everyone's just like, yeah, we already know, dickhead. What are your, so we've we've been to Airbnbs. Yes, we have. What is the first thing you do when you go to an Airbnb, apart from doing massive shit? <laughs> apart from that. No, no, because I like to bake that for a few or more if, hours. It's not it necessarily an Airbnb. If you're, go, if you're going away, what's the first thing you do at the place you get to? Put your bags down, crack open a drink. You, no? I think, I think you go and see all the rooms first. Oh, yeah, you do have a good look around. And you, go like, and, look you go and open every door. You look in every room. If there's a balcony, you fucking stand on it. <laughs> but for some reason, they don't do that. And no, they just go, oh, this is a knife gaff. Should we just stay in a... one room together? <laughs> yeah. And... and uh, is it, I, I, this drag so spoiler alert for the rest of this podcast um we liked a lot of the stuff from this week we are going to talk about that there were things that we will make fun of and didn't like as much and, and that could be better if we just sat here for the next half an hour and had a little bit of a sad cry and said how emotionally of the whole thing was we would be doing a disservice to all you lovely people that voted for us in the Neighbor Wars 2024. We won. Um, so what we're going to do is we are going to do that. We we will get a bit emotional at some point, I imagine. We did we did really like lots of it. We thought some of it was really well done, but we will also take the piss out of some bits. Okay. So like we do with the spoilers on this show, if you're not into that, if you just want us to like sit and cry there's another podcast for that we're <laughs> gonna take the piss a little bit i'm taking the piss a little bit now um so if you if that's okay it's okay with us if it's okay with you so we're gonna take the piss a little bit and then maybe have a little cry all right if you're still yeah, there that sounds good yeah yeah that sounds good we're that still here good. we're still here, here uh, we go. Yeah, if I'm walking into an Airbnb, um, throwing my bags, I'm cracking up a drink, then looking around, 
I'm not then going, should we go have a shag outside? I'd be like, so, first thing I'd be like, like we've paid for, like we've paid to do it on another bed here. Like that, that's, that, that's what you're paying your money for. You're paying for a, a different mattress and see what that does for things. All right. It's interesting you say that. So we, it wasn't necessarily an Airbnb, but we were away for Tim's wedding. You might remember it, Tim. Um, RIP. Um, he, he was getting married. We stayed in a big like manor house, stately home, kind of castle thing. Yeah. It was a nice place. It was like part of the farm and all that kind of stuff. It was pretty cool. Um, so not the first night, granted. Granted. However, um, you tried to have a shag on the snooker table. So <laughs> I don't, you, you know, people in glass houses or people on snooker tables should not be throwing stones or potting snooker balls. You're, you're, you can't say one thing and then completely contradict yourself. <laughs> so there you go. And well, if, it wasn't, still- if it wasn't for more, Tim, RIP, um, <laughs> walking in on you, you would have been potting the pink, the brown, and God knows what other colours. So that's not what we need right now. Yeah, but like it was still confined in the in the in the living quarters. It wasn't like let's go out into the bushes. I... No, I know. I, I, it was it was the immediacy of the of it. Yeah, it's like if you want to go do that, if yeah. you've, you've planned that for the week, but yeah, you're the immediacy. Outside fun can be fun. I'm I'm not averse to that at all. I'm not going to tell that story. That might be for another day. Shall I tell I don't the story think now? I have, you know, you yeah, have. Fuck it. I think no, I don't think I have. So it's an outdoor story. It is not a out in the bush story, out in the wilderness or anything like that. However, it is an outdoor story. It involves um, me and my hate. What hate when you say it, but I'm going to say it myself. My girlfriend at the time. Uh, we were out at a, at a club probably the same one that where you were well in earlier. Um, and we'd had enough. It was like, fucking hell, they're playing Jar Rule again. I can't handle it. Um, we went out, bit tipsy, bit horny. You know how it is. So we're like, oh, we're outside. Fucking brilliant. Let's go round the back of the club. Not, not my finest hour. Not my finest hour at all. Around the back of the club, bit dodgy, bit grimy. Okay, whatever. We've just heard Jar Rule. We're in the mood. Um, we end up getting it on. Round the back of said club, like it's in like a. It's a bit dingy. I think it's where like there's a load of pallets there. Someone's throwing sh- a load of vodka. Vodka. Uh, yeah, the glass thing ices in the bin. You can hear that rattling. All those VK Smirnoff ices are rattling around into the bin. Uh, we're going at it round the back. It's lovely. Um, Luckily, my mum still does not listen to this podcast. Um, so we're getting on. Um, brilliant, great fun, finish up. Probably a good, like, I don't know, 25 minutes later, whatever. I'm joking. Um, and we're walking back. So back round, like, the little alleyway round. Alleyway, fucking hell, it sounds worse. <laughs> uh, we're doing that. And um, we hear this. And what the fuck's that? It's an intercom. <laughs> uh, from like outside and we hear this I hope you didn't leave a mess round there <laughs> um, turned out um, one of the security guards from the building next door um, and had seen the CCTV and yeah that's probably still knocking about on the internet so <laughs> I might need to uh, have a check about that 
So there you go. Outdoors can be fun. Just be careful. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, now you mention it, I do remember at, around the back of a pub once. Uh, but yeah, I think we got interrupted and just kind of scuttled off. Uh, I imagine I you, you've had to scuttle a lot in your time. <laughs> um, so they go off immediately. This is, that, was my, that was my problem with this. It was, I don't know if we said it on here or we said it before we came on. I thought we were going to get more time at the mm-hmm. on holiday. I thought we were going to get there Monday. We were going to do that big farewell. We were going to like bed in a little bit, maybe do some fun stuff, maybe get to know a little bit of the characters, maybe hear a bit more about the future that Aaron and David are going to have, and maybe the future Leo and Krista are going to have. Who knows? Maybe a bit more things going on. Um, no, it was drop your bags. We're going for a shag in the woods. You're coming too, and I hope nothing bad happens. Let's go. Yeah, Nicolette, you're staying here. I hope nothing bad happens. Let's go. Nicolette, do you want to have another kid for us? Yeah, I'll brilliant. Talk about it when you get back. Yeah, yeah. We're on. We're we're buying back number thirty-two. Okay, bye. We're going. See ya. It was very much like that. And I don't understand why Nicolette. First thing she went to do was just go for a little sleep as well on the couch. I don't mind. It's like she didn't want to leave that room. It's like if you want a little nap, I love a good nap. But you've got have a nap on on. One nice new Airbnb bed. And then as soon as the door shuts and the other knobheads go for their walk, she hears a bump, a, a thump, a door, a, a, it's, and it's full-on scary movie kind of stuff going on. She's walking around. We're getting all sorts of bump-in-the-night kind of kind of goings on. Um, and they drag this out a little bit, and then eventually um, she's, Veronica's there. She yeah. sees her. She shits herself. She goes into like the bathroom and sees her, the mirror and goes, oh, oh sorry. Nothing about it. It's okay. fucking boring. Um, yeah. So, we said that if you didn't know what was going to happen, this would be quite good. Here's another reason why if you didn't know what was happening, uh, this could be quite good. At this stage, in theory, and this might even be how they wrote it, because it, it came across like this for me, at this stage, Nicolette might be the one who's in a bit of bother here. Yeah. There's a psycho in her house. She's on her own. She's been left on her own. She's screaming at her. Nicolette is clearly terrified of what this woman might do. Yeah, she's got them eyebrows. It's all (laughs) kicking off. And if you didn't know what was going to happen, you would be genuinely worried for Nicolette and you wouldn't know who's who's fucked at this stage. Yeah. So you've got... You end up having two two villains here, kind of, um, in this. So you don't know which which villain's going to do what. You don't know who's going to go where, what's going to happen to them. And if you didn't know what was going to happen, that'd be really good. That'd yeah. be re- like how many times is the two completely separate bad guys doing two with their own agendas, their own shit going on against different people? But if you know what's going to happen... Yeah, it just kills... It kills it. It killed all that tension because no one took Veronica seriously. No. Even though, like, that scene in isolation is a good scene and, like, Nicolette is genuinely terrified about this one, what this yeah, one is going to do. And Veronica genuinely believes that Sasha is there and that they're having a good old... They're, out, they're about to go shagging the bush at any point. That was weird that she, she thought he was there for me. He's here. He's not. You've seen everyone show up. <laughs> you were on the balcony, dickhead. 
and you saw him all get out of <laughs> yeah, the car, fair enough. Fair enough. you know he's not there. And what's the first thing she probably did when she walked, when she got to the Airbnb? She went and checked the rooms out. He's not there. But then, is she fucking crazy? Yeah. You know, she could be unhinged. She could do anything. But she's not going to do anything because we already know what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Krista and Leo, when David and Aaron are out having a walk, Krista and Leo are like, this is nice, but we really want to have a shag outside. So One last little joke. That was the one last little joke. We're yeah. trying to have a shag. Can you two fuck off? Because they didn't get it at first. They were just no. going for a walk. That was the one last little joke you got. Yeah. And then David and Aaron are like, oh, yeah, we'll fuck off. And then they go down the hill a little bit. And then they go, actually, you want to shag outside as well. There's plenty of outside for everybody here. Let's, there's a lot of outside. There's a lot of outside to shag in. Let's shoot. And they're like, yeah, let's let's get down to it. Uh, and there's uh, Krista and Leo are getting down to it. You hear a voice. And you see a silhouette of a man with fantastic hair. Uh, and again, how good would this reveal have been if we didn't already know? Because you would have forgot about him. Like there was the odd little, there's the odd little hint in there. They brought his name up once or twice, but yeah. he'd been away long enough, and they did this really well. He was away long enough for you to forget about him. Yeah. So when he re-shows up, it's a genuine surprise. Yeah, and I. When I saw the trailer, so this is like an this is official now. This isn't all those other smug cunts online who were posting shit. This was an official trailer for this week of neighbours. Was the reveal of someone who I think we'd all probably agree he's not a good egg. <laughs> um, so, like, I didn't. I cheered. I popped when he was in the trailer, mm-hmm. but he didn't need to be. I'm going to watch no. Neighbours anyway. Yeah, again, again, and we say this all the time. We're watching Neighbours anyway. You don't need to tease us. And I like, I like, a tra- it was good in the trailer. It was. But if he just appeared, hmm. oh, it would have been even better. Yeah. Uh, but don't get me wrong, it was still good. It was all still the, good. All this was still good. And that's a testament to all the people in this because they're all fucking really good. Yeah, I would like to say, I think that's a very, very good point. All the actors in the Airbnb stuff, not not that the other characters in Neighbours aren't good, but the Airbnb stuff this week, all the actors did very, very well. I was very pleased that they were all good, which sounds shit and patronising, but it was good. All of it was good. None of my problems are with any of the actors, so please come on. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm not just saying that. It was good, and I'll say if it was shit, so there you go. Yeah, exactly. So Eden shows up, and she's like, Krista is like, I didn't, I didn't know you're out of jail. Why didn't nobody tell me? And he's like, yeah, there's a lot of not telling people what's going on around here. And he's like, you're pregnant with my kid. You shouldn't be taking drugs. Leo's a dick in, here, in this. He says... It winds me up so much what he said. Winds me up so much. Like because like he's like, listen, I'm out of jail. You're fucking pregnant. You shouldn't be taking drugs. Let's get off. Me and you together. Like like the good old times. And Leah goes, You spiked a drink, didn't you, on New Year's Eve? And he looks at him and just goes, 
what the fuck are you on about? Like, what? nobody cares about that storyline. But then... He so, doesn't even dignify it with an answer. No, it doesn't. <sighs> it's going to say... Ah. I have it, a... It's shit writing. Why put, like, I don't understand yeah. why they felt... I, I mean, it, he might have... He might have spiked her drink, but how and why? And yeah, you have to do so much fucking gymnastics to get that. No, it was dog no. shit. There was no Didn't need to put that, that in. And that isn't Leo's fault. And I, I stand no, by the fact that Leo is fine throughout. He's fucking brilliant later on as well. Yeah. But there was no need for that line. Yeah, he could have just said, like, listen, fuck off or I'll twat you on. Like, just, just get the fuck that. away. <laughs> yeah, he, should, he could have just said fuck off. That would have been a better line. Just fuck off, and he's just like oh, fuck might, off. Yeah, and so here's my other look. Like I've got a few, but this one with so how did Eden get there? How did he know they were there? How does I'm, he I'm know- fine with all this. I'm, I'm fine not. with all these bits. I'm how the fuck has he just rocked up? And I don't. If he's got out I, of jail for whatever reason, probably so, first thing he's going to do. I do have. A wider, th- I do have a little bit of a theory for myself, but I'll let you say your your bit okay, first. Okay, so my thing, I don't. It's not. It's not really my theory, but it's a question I have, and it's whether you spotted something. So I am checking your observational skills this week a little bit. I apologise because we know that's where you usually fall flat on your fucking face. But before we see Eden, there's a bit where Paul is back. We're back at Lasseter as Paul's there. Mm-hmm. And he's talking to Chelsea. She's trying to shag him, whatever. Mm. Andy Rodwell. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So Andy Rodwell says, can I, you know, sorry to interrupt, can I borrow you for a minute? And he does, because, yeah, of course, I'll come and chat with you. And you don't see what that's about. You mm-hmm. don't hear about that again this no. week in this week's episodes. Is that... Is that the, the, the missing piece? Is that the bit right. where Andy Rodwell says, fucking Eden's escaped from prison? Or... He's been let out. He's been let out. Yeah, I think that's what that is. It's, by the way, you should know, Eden's been let out for whatever reason. And I'm sure we'll get that reason. Um, I do have a theory that Eden is part of a wider gang, though. I've been I've I've cultivated this over the last week or two because you remember that gang the other week with that threw shit over Mel. Yeah, they did. You you started me off on this trail because you were like, oh, it was kind of like when you know Mel, uh, when Matt got stood up on a date and then somebody showed up out of nowhere. I think there's a a wider group of youths just causing shit out there. And I reckon there's. I reckon Eden's probably, he's not like the leader. I don't think he's a leader. He's probably like, I don't know, assist, supervisor level. A bit like the animal dodger to like a Fagan <laughs> or something who's in, who's in charge of these vagabonds. I hope he's not because I like Eden just being on his own and being Eden. Yeah. Um, I, 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 that might, might happen though. Might happen. But then I think if, I think then that's an extra bit of shit for Paul if Andy Rodwell's told him that he's out and he hasn't really done anything about it, yeah, he hasn't really dealt with it. That's gonna, that's gonna like make him feel even shitter. Um, yeah, okay. So 
At this stage, we've got Nicolette at the Airbnb dealing with eyebrows. And then we've got a scuffle is about to happen. Scuffle. Mm. And they do have a scuffle, indeed. They're kind of wrestling each other, and they wrestle each other down to the floor. Good little scuffle. It's a good little scuffle, yeah. And then Eden fires a rock, and he picks the rock up, and he's about to bash, bash in Leo's head. Yep. But not before David and Aaron, who've heard the commotion going on, running up. David's the faster runner. And kind of rugby tackles Eden. Yep. Full-on tackle, yeah. Fully tackles him. And they both tumble off the edge of the cliff. Really good. Really good. A literal cliffhanger for an episode. Really good way to end the episode. And you just got this thing. Oh my God, David. Bang. That's really the end good. of the episode. Really, really good cliffhanger. And I really liked how they then opened the next episode as well. They kind of like pan down and then you see David and you're like, oh, fuck, is he dead? And then you kind of see him stir a little bit. And he's like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit, he's still alive. He's still alive. But he's hurt, but he's still alive. And then it kind of pans over to Eden as well. And you can see he's pretty fucked. He's pretty fucked at this stage. He is pretty fucked. Uh, David puts him, I think he's trying to put him in the recovery position. This is what I got from this. Yeah, recovery position. He puts him on his side. Obviously, then he can't choke on anything or anything like that. Um, puts him on his on his side. I think he put him on his bad side, which I'm not sure if that was um, ideal. But yeah. Um, yeah, so Eden's pretty fucked. David is doing what he can to to save his life at this stage. Yeah, still got that doctor instinct. Uh, they break this scene up by having Veronica and Nicolette do their... They wrap this whole storyline up. So shit. This is so shit. So really bad. the way they wrap this up is that they go, oh yeah, I spoke to Sasha. Turns out it, he did want to fucking leave me anyway so uh sorry about all that yeah <laughs> and they just fucking sit and chat just sit and all, this, all this could have been solved with a phone call it's so so silly like her eyebrows go back to normal straight away yeah. it's just like honestly i don't think we'll ever see this girl again now i no, think I she's don't. done i don't think we'll ever see this woman again that's it she's just there so the She's just there as a decoy. It was crap. It didn't help with the spoilers because then you always knew which which yeah. story it was going. But I, like you say, they could have just sorted it with a phone call. So what really was the point? And then to make it even worse was, so they go through it all. Yeah, he said he wanted to leave me anyway. So, uh, um, and then, then Nicolette says, yeah, I did. I did like him a bit though. No, you don't. No, you don't. You yeah. There's no way it makes yeah. no sense. Like, no, that's crap. Didn't yeah, like such it. A, such a bad resolution to this storyline. Yeah, no, wasn't a fan at all. She's just like, oh, yeah, so I'll just get on my life. I'll just be back, go back to normal then. You know, I was part of a church, so I'll just be nice. I'll just be a nice person again. It, 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 was, so, so it bad. was so flat, wasn't it? It was so, so flat. Uh, then we cut back to David and David's like listen you need to get Eden to a hospital right now he's going to die if he doesn't get medical attention but Aaron's like what about you and he's like don't worry I've just broke my ankle it's not a problem don't you worry about it get Eden off quickly we need to get into a hospital so they put him in the car Krista drives him off 
Great um, line here. Great yeah. bit between these two. Yeah, it was great, this. He's like, oh, it fucking hurts. And she's like, good. Yeah, it's good. Hope it does. And she drives off. She is not happy about having to drive this this bad this bad egg to the hospital. Uh, yeah, this is the point. I think at this point as well, we see Paul and Chelsea, and Chelsea turns off his phone. Yeah. Uh, and Leo and David are coming back to go get David. But it's very obvious at this point that David has unfortunately passed away. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, Leo knows it straight away. Leo's like, yeah, he's, he's fucking dead. I can see it from here. He says, he says, don't he look at his, look, look at his jacket. Yeah, blood yeah, yeah. I think he sees the angle. Then Aaron yeah. looks at it. It's the old Sixth Sense reveal behind the jacket. Yeah. And you're like, oh shit. He, and he's like, <laughs> he's just off. And yeah. again, sorry to keep going over this, guys. If you didn't know any of this, oh, yeah. you might have gone, shit, this guy might be dead. Oh no, he's all right. Fucking brilliant. He's okay. And he's saving this guy. Oh no. Yeah. It well, would have been horrendous. Yeah, it would have been a real fucking shock. Because again, like, if you didn't know, you, you're thinking, oh shit, well, Nicolette's still in trouble with Veronica. Eden's in the back car with Christa. He could fucking do anything at any point. We yeah. know how slippery he is. Yeah, good point. But yeah, we already know what's coming. And. Still fucking got you. Still gets you though. Oh, it's still is, so good. It was still, really it, good. It's a testament to everybody involved with this. It was, you know, Leo knows it. Aaron realizes it, but doesn't want to realize it. And then it kind of comes over in. And then they have to make the kind of horrible realization that we've got to move. We've got to move him back. So all that was brilliant. However. When they showed back up at the Airbnb, which was fucking miles away, it was carrying David, bless him. I and I was at this stage, I was a bit like bottom lip out. At this point, when they like back at the fucking Airbnb, I went fuck off. They carried him all the way home. Nah, come on. You'd just be ringing, you'd be ringing up or getting an ambulance. And that, so I didn't like that at all. And then I didn't understand why they didn't phone an ambulance. Why did they then put him in the back of their car? Yeah, I'm not dra- quite sure. I have never seen that in anything ever. It, I didn't yeah, understand not- that. Because then you're carrying around a dead body. It, I, was, I, I didn't understand yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, grief can do horrible things to you and the shock of the moment. So, like, I was perfectly happy to let that slide. The only thing I thought would carry in the body is that when they finally get to the Airbnb, they, they just kind of dump him. <laughs> they just kind of dump him on the floor and I'm like, come on. like. But I liked it to begin with when they, were, they had to carry him up the cliff. Totally get it. The ambulance wouldn't be able to get down the Like, yeah. all that. Not Once a problem. That cliff, would though. be awful. That's horrible. Like, that was... Yeah. That was that brilliantly was... done. They didn't have to walk him all the way home and then put him in and put a seatbelt on him. In the... It was fucking weekend at Bernie's by the fucking end of this shit. Come on. Guys, sorry, I did say I would take the piss at some point. This is, a, this is that bit, okay. Um, I just, it took me out of it a little bit. Luckily, they got me back, but I just didn't think it needed that in the middle. 
There you go. Yeah, it was it was an odd decision. Um, I think I mean I think it's there just to play some more sad music and just get some you know more of music was good in these episodes, yeah. by the way. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to the person who did the music. He did a fantastic job. Uh, yeah, I think it's just there to get more reactions. Um, yeah, and they drive him back, and this is when it starts. This is always the horrible bit, I think. It's once you're out of that kind of bubble of that moment. And like there was a great little shot, like Veronica's in the background looking shocked at, oh my God, we've just brought David back. Nicolette's reacting. It's all great. And this is a beautiful little shot. But then you have to bring it back to the reality. And I think that's where it starts to hurt more, is that people on the street start to find this information out. Yep. Uh, Jane's obviously got the phone call. Jane rushes over to tell Therese. The Rodwells are over already over there and yeah when it's when it starts hitting the real reality of your street and your house and that's when it really starts this is where Therese again has a really strange reaction and again I know grief does things pretty horrible things to you but the first she thinks she thinks about is Paul right in front of Toby I I thought it was spot on spot on I thought that was a bit odd I thought that was it's his son True, but she's like, I know him so well. This will break him. I, I just so thought that was a nice thing. The lines to were bad. She said a, one of the lines was a proper clanger. Yeah. She said something like, he won't live through this. Yeah, he won't survive this or something. That was a terrible line. But I thought yeah. she was really good in it because she was with him with, like, before. I, I haven't even watched these episodes with all the other stuff with. David and Leo and whatever. That's when Therese, like Therese was essentially their stepmom for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I can't like I thought that was really good. And I thought like her facial reactions and everything were really good. But I thought that line was a clanger. It was not a good line. It just it made me think like she just fucks Tony off straight away. She's like, I need to be the one to tell Paul. She's I, I all she's thinking about is Paul, not the poor dead guy. She's not thinking about well, Aaron, she- not thinking about Leo. She's just thinking about Paul, and I think well, that's her. That'd be her, that would be what it is, isn't it? That's the t- that would be her top person, and then the others next. No, I, I think, think the dead person's got to go top, right? Well, she can't do anything. She can't go and tell him anything. All right, well, the dead person's husband then. But then she doesn't know him as well. She knows his dad. Like that's her bit. Jane's bit was Nicolette and Aaron because she's with on that side of the family. Yeah, but, but Therese is on the side of the family. That's Paul. No, no, no. Yeah, maybe, it was, maybe, it was, maybe it was just a line. I don't know. Well, I, I, I think that's probably, I do honestly think that's what it was. I reckon you probably yeah. heard her say that and go, oh, that was a bit. Yeah. And she again, she just fucks Tony off straight away. Well, she's like, I don't give a fuck about you now, right? Yeah. Like the, 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 the things that, the reactions they're having just proving that they don't give a fuck about no. each other. And it's just a marriage of convenience at this point. Uh, so she goes to tell Paul at, the ho- at room 505 what's happened. Uh, she kind of doesn't tell him right at first. He doesn't quite get it. And I don't know if that was just meant to be him not understanding or he's just not processing the words that are coming through. But he does kind of need her to clarify. And she's like, well, what are you trying to tell me? And she's like, he's dead. Well, yeah, he can't understand it, can he? He's like, what the fuck? Yeah. You've just gone on holiday. I'm going to see him in a bit. We've got a whole, he made a wish and everything. What I yeah. thought was weirder is one is literally, it cuts and he's wearing a suit. So he's in his, he's in his robe when she answers the door. And then all, and then the next, the next scene, he's in a suit. He's on the fo- he turns his phone back on. He says, "Oh, I didn't turn the phone back on." But he's had, a, he's clearly had a shower and got in his suit. 
And that he's just waiting outside there, going. So he's he's yeah, he's still dead. Are you in the suit now? Yeah, he's. he's I know that. I know they carted him up that cliff, but no, it is true. Uh, like I, you shouldn't have had him in a robe. Like you, like they had him stop and get changed and have a shower and everything. Nah, come on, just get like he could have been in his suit. This is minor quibble, but it was just that it, it it just made me go, all right, he's got changed then. Yeah, it takes you out of the moment a little bit, doesn't it? I suppose. Uh, and then they're all at the hospital. And they're all just looking devastated at the hospital. Carl explains. Of course, he's Carl's there now. He works at the hospital okay, again. No. Yeah. Carl's there. He explains he's kind of the exact reasons he's died, this, that, and the other. They link it to this Gareth stuff, um, which was the guy. Remember when he was in jail? For oh, the oh, storyline. Go on. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was all, yeah. If you've only just if you've only just joined and you don't know what happened before, there was a guy who beat Aaron up. David let this guy die, didn't help. It was him and Freya, I think. Yeah, so they sh- didn't help him. Let him die. The clip at the guy. start. Like, did you see that? Oh no, I didn't see that bit. I must have skipped it. So on the previously on Neighbours, it was so brief. Like they didn't I don't think they edited it right or didn't cut it right. I reckon you only got two seconds and it was of him letting that guy die. It was like, honestly, blink if you missed it. And I and I went, weird, and then yeah. forgot about it. Yeah, Because I, at this stage, I'm thinking, he's just gone off the cliff and he's dead. But then, obviously, the whole thing that they've tried to do is... Yeah. David doing the right thing this time, the redemption thing in his mind, nobody else's, which is a, is a bit of a, it's not, is it? No one else was thinking he was dick. Everyone was like, no, no. Point, that guy was gone. But in his own mind, <laughs> and, and that's a different way of doing the redemption thing, is it's really only redemption for that one person and how they see themselves. And it was like, yeah. he thought he'd done, the, it was the right this time it was the right thing to do, even though Eden is not a good egg. He felt like he had to make up for when he fucked it last time. Clever, but I didn't yeah, see clever. that. Coming. And I didn't see that coming at all. Yeah, they probably didn't need to put that in the start as well. Again, you're just fucking telegraphing stuff here. Yeah. You just. Oh, like, yeah. It's, it's on a. Oh, this. If you know, if you've been watching Neighbours, you know. This is what he's doing. And everyone would have gone, oh, he's doing that. No. Oh, that's why they showed that at the beginning. Yeah, I don't think you need to show that. Like, you can heart, but like, it's a good reward for like people who've watched this and a long time and haven't dipped in and out and this, that, and the other. It's a nice little kind of Easter egg for them. Good Easter egg as opposed to not a good egg. Uh, Like, you reward your long time listener there, but you just don't, yeah, you don't need to start showing them. Like, when you start showing like previous songs from three years ago. It's a bit on the nose. Yeah, it's like, this is what we mean when we do this yeah, bit yeah. of the story. It's, like it's, it's explaining a joke, isn't it? And I hate it like when that. people explain the jokes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they explain all that bit, and I'm sure that'll be of some comfort to Aaron down the line, I'm sure. Uh, Paul goes to see him. Uh, yes, yeah, that's pretty heartbreaking, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, this is where I started to go a little bit. I was like, okay, this is getting pretty pretty intense now i was back in as soon as they got to the hospital yeah uh yeah teresa's like oh paul is broken and you're like fucking don't make this about you 
in the hospital room. Wow, where... You are hating on a lot of a lot of the ladies this week. I don't. Know. I just feel like she made it about it. Like when Aaron's just there and his husband's just there. For Paul. Uh, I didn't like any of this. Uh, and then, yeah, this is the fucking horrible bit. So Aaron's with him. Carl comes in and is like, listen, they need to do an autopsy. They need to, like, it might take a while. They need to get an official reason why. We think it's this, but we need to clarify this. Uh, and Aaron's just like, oh, I just want a few more moments with him. He's like, Brilliant. I want a few more. Yeah, sure, like, just a few I more. I want minutes. a few more moments with him. And I wanted a few more of this, and I wanted a few more of that. Really like, oh, fuck me. This is heartbreaking. Carl's, you know, he's a doctor. He's been in this situation a zillion times. Kind of knows how to deal with it. And then gives him his belongings. There's a like, listen, here's his belongings. Get the fuck out. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, this was fantastic. Fucking brilliant. Like, fucking well done to the writer. I did, oh, I did find the writer who wrote this episode on there. I can't quite remember the name right now. Uh, and he gets his phone, turns it on. There's a fucking voice message. So good. <sighs> Soon so as this he... was brilliant because nobody was expecting this. No, it was so, so this was a real fucking gut punch. And like as soon as so he he puts Boo into the phone. Yeah, he knows. Yeah, oh. I take I'll leave that. But then when it was like a voice note, I was like, oh shit, that's fu-. yes. I was He's like brilliant. Like I'm upset because this like it's so well done. But I was just like, yeah. yes, fucking yeah, well done. You don't see it coming, do you? You didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah. You didn't know Excellent that. Excellent. Listening to the voice message. And then you get it kind of, you get Aaron, and then it kind of fades to David leaving the voice so message. Good. Oh, fucking, so fucking good. And you, yeah, just absolutely heart wrenching. Such a gut punch. A real, like, real proof of how well you can do it how well you can surprise people. Yeah. And I think, again, and we've banged on and on about this, but I can understand why they do, like they go, oh, someone's dying this week to maybe try and get lapsed viewers or people like do yeah, yeah. dip in and out and go, oh, I can't be asked. Get some buzz behind oh, it. I'm definitely going to watch it this week. Yeah. But if you do storytelling like that moment every week, no one's going to dip out. No one's no. going to dip out because they don't want to, they've got fear of missing out. And you could do you can do the build up like some like you can do trailers. I love a trailer. Yeah, some shit's gonna go down this week. Watch it. You don't have to. You don't have to telegraph stuff, and you don't have to. Yeah, you don't have. I you don't have to spoil it because because when when it's genuine surprise and everything, everyone's going to enjoy it a lot more and you'll get a load of people talking about it after the event because it was a surprise. Um, this was so good. Um, and the speech is really good. Like the actual voice note's really good. Aaron's really good listening to it. Um, like, cause he says in, he says like, look after Leo, which is fucking brilliant. Yeah, and then you get the pan of everybody. Oh yeah. He says so like, awesome. tell Tell Dad, tell Paul that I forgive him. Brilliant! Like it was everything you wanted. I read today that they originally it, they weren't going to show him. They weren't going to show David leaving the message. But and and I think I could be wrong. Check his Instagram and his Twitters. I think 
Takaya, sorry if I'm saying his name Takaya. wrong. Takaya was the one who campaigned to say, well, what about if we see him? What about if we... If yeah, we he was, from what well, I believe, he was quite vocal about his character behind the scenes and would make sure like certain things made sense and there was a bit of continuity, continuity and consistency yeah. about the character. He, like, he took that part very, very seriously. So, and that bit, like... <sighs> Just made just made it even better, didn't it? Really, like it would have yeah. been it would have been enough if you just had yeah. the voice note. But to see him recording it as well, excellent stuff. Yeah, excellent stuff all around. Uh, yeah, just absolutely fantastic stuff. Well done to everybody involved, apart from the spoiling cunts. Yeah, I mean, them. you know, as I said, we we enjoyed some of it. We'll always say the bits we didn't like as well. It's kind of the point. Um. I don't know where we go from here. Well, I do because of the spoiling bastard. See, I've oh. I've managed to like I've been even more like you've done pretty well this week. Just, just like not fucking looking at anything and just posting. I've gone. I've now like moved to like posting stuff on my MacBook just so I don't actually have to go on the app and do it that way and like yeah. really trying to avoid it. But I shouldn't have to be doing that. No, I am. Doing. So next week, um, we will see what's going on. Um, I. These are always big dramatic moments, which are really good, and they come along every so often in Neighbours and in Soaps in general. Mm. I, it's always sad when you lose character, um, and I'm glad they kind of they did this. I know we moaned about it a little bit with them, like doing the cock off and like doing all the swimming pool and everything like that. But it had it did make me care by the end because I don't yeah. I, I do think they gave David a bit of a rough ride on the return, and he was a bit miserable and. I would have liked to maybe liked him to have a little bit longer. I would have liked just a few more minutes, I think. Um, so I'm, I'm a bit gutted about that. I also worry a little bit whenever something big like this happens on a soap, depending on what characters it involves, where you go from there and is it going to be miserable for quite a while? Yeah, I'll be honest. This is my the least enjoyable part about soaps for me is the aftermath of someone dying because it's always, you just, there's always, and I think it's going to be Paul. I think Aaron's going to, I think Paul's going to be the one who's going to really beat himself up and just be like, he's going to blame Chelsea for like, you can see this coming up. Oh yeah. He's going to snap at Therese at one point. He's going to, he's going to snap at Krista. He's going to blame everyone. And you can see it laid out and he's just going to be a miserable cunt for a couple of weeks. And you're just like, Oh fuck. I think that, but then also, like, we've really enjoyed all fun Aaron for a while. Yeah. Well, that character's gone now. Yeah. There's there's no fun Aaron now. That's gone. Like, and the thing is with Neighbours as well, because they're all live on the same little street, and because of how they do it on the show, like in this episode, like where they all came and found out and everything like that, everyone's kind of involved. There's not like there's going to be another story, like another load of people who can kind of get on a little bit and do their own storylines because they're all in one street and everyone's kind of related or works with each other, whatever. Everyone is going to be affected by this. So I just worry that, it's not worry because, man, but is it going to be a bit hard work for the next couple of weeks now? Yeah. Or like, even longer? Yeah. Like, 
I say it's the worst part, but I understand that it's necessary because it's unrealistic to have someone oh, not grieve. Like you have to have people going through the grieving period. Yeah. And working through those. But I don't know, they just always seem to be just shit and miserable and I feel like we might struggle a bit for the next few weeks to make this fun. <laughs> we will see. <laughs> if only we had lots of other things lined up to maybe keep the fun going. Very true. We have got lots of fun things planned over the next couple of weeks. Next week, we are going to do the live draw for Patreons. So join that Patreon. You've got a week to do it. It's a pound a month. And you get all the stuff. You get early access. You get videos. You get extra bonus stuff. And you get put into a prize draw and you can win some merch. Uh, It is my birthday next week as well. I'm looking forward to that. it should be nice to do a podcast on my birthday. I'm I'm hoping Adam's got some nice surprises for me lined up. Uh... <laughs> Fucking hell, I'm going to have to set up some surprises. <laughs> you know what I'll do, though? What I'll do, instead of, like, surprising you on the day and making it really fun and exciting, I'll just fucking post it all online before. <laughs> yeah, we have got lots of fun things coming up in the next month or so. And you know we're not bullshitting when we say that as well. You know we're not bullshitting. Yeah, it's it's going to be fun. Like to finish, like we won we won the award last year because it was for last year, wasn't it? I know it's at the start, like twenty twenty four, but it's for last year. We have every intention of winning it again next year. So uh, strap yourselves in. Yeah, we we are just getting started, getting started. with this. We are just getting started. Uh, so, Adam, thank you very much for this week. Uh, thank you for all your thoughts and your input. And uh, I only wish that I could do an intro, uh, not an intro. What's the, what's the opposite of an intro? An outro. I only wish that I could do an outro as poignant as David's final words, but we know that will never happen. No. But so you know I'll be waffling on. Yeah. Um, I only wish we had a few more minutes. Well, to be honest, we do. I mean, no, that was the end.